Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Always bring some good out of it. And every time, even when the enemy is brought famine and destruction and plague throughout the whole of the church's history trying to wipe us out the problem is it doesn't wipe us out it stirs us up it, it actually helps us count the cost of of whether or not you really are a christian or whether you're just an occasional church goer and maybe this will be the thing that breaks the back of it being okay to be an occasional churchgoer. Because why would I be an occasional churchgoer? If, if you're, there used to be, when I lived in Surrey, um, in, we had a nice big garden. And uh, next to it was the church hall garden. And there was a tree there that looked really nice. Some kind of fruit tree. I'm rubbish with trees. I don't know what it was. Some kind of fruit tree. But in between our house and there was this wainy lap fence that was fairly tall but also really old and it was a bit of a mess and uh, I contacted the diocese who kindly because it's Church of England eventually came round to being able to say we'll pay for repairing the fence so they came and they they took away the old fence and then we were waiting for the replacement ones to come and while we were waiting a bit of a storm came guess what happened to that tree the first bit of wind that came it blew over on its side and it was gone why because all of its life he had grown up next to this fence that protected it from the wind and the rain and it had grown but it hadn't really grown it hadn't got any roots of its own it didn't need them and it's in times like this we discover whether or not we actually have got some roots this is one of the words that Tina had as we were praying in the week about this. That It's about what are we rooted in? What's the roots? And have we got roots that are going to be able to withstand the storm that Gina just told us to, to think about and to pray about? And, and you know, these are, these are testing times, aren't they? But the Lord wants us to pass the test. That's the good news. And I don't believe this is the end but I think it's practice I think it's getting near I think that there's a shaking going on and we're part of it this generation at the moment is a part of, of, of God is doing a new thing and he wants us to perceive it he wants us to take hold of it and, he, and, and there's actually he's going to use this to, to shake off all kinds of things that actually weren't that important to God but have become very important to us have become what our comfort is and what we think even church is about or what Christianity is about and all of those kind of things even having people like me at the front and talking and having nice buildings and all these kind of things there you know there has been a time when the church really thrived and it flourished and it wasn't when it was done like this and it could be that actually as part of this the church really does end up getting unleashed when it's every believer rising up and becoming that kingdom of priests in every place and the question then will be what kind of a tree are we and are we going to bear much fruit has has what God has put into you so far been enough to be able to sustain you into the future that God has got for you for you 
And we're, we're going to find out. We're going to find out about me. What's my relationship with, like with God? When, when I end up being locked in a room on my own, which might happen, do I know I'm never alone? Do I see this as an opportunity for Netflix or a chance to intercede? And a, play, and a chance to be able to, oh, I'm actually, I have rubbish on retreats. Now I've got to have one. And maybe, maybe I don't, it isn't just going to be box sets that are going to get me through. Maybe I actually need to really establish and go deeper in that relationship with the one who I've said is most important to me. No matter what's happening. Maybe this is the time when we're going to find out whether or not we love the word of God. And whether, whether we will rely upon that and it will be our daily bread when we're out of toilet rolls. When it's like, when people are scrambling around looking for a word from the news or from media or from hope, maybe it will be during those times that we'll realise, it's God's word, I cannot live by bread alone. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God, that's what sustains me, that's what keeps me with hope that's what helps me not to batten down the hatches and close out the rest of the world that's what helps me realise actually I can be generous I can trust God no matter what these are days in which we live in I think there really are these, these kind of testing times and, and, I, and I said before at the beginning that I think that, that God has prepared us for this and that's only because uh, through the night I kept waking up and it was like God was just reminding me of recent things that have gone on and that, that he's kind of been speaking to us. So like I said, that we would open the year with that passage from, from two chronicles and be looking at that. It's like, oh, all right. And what's it our year of, Ivy? Focus. Does it matter at the moment what you focus on? Will it matter for your mental health what you focus on? Absolutely. Will it matter to the people around you what you're focused on? It absolutely will. Because the biggest question whenever and whatever comes our way is going to be, where is my focus at the moment? And then from the focus, um, what meaning will I give to this thing that is happening? See, everybody's, and I feel it the same as you, they're a bit scared, freaking out. And it can help you want to kind of batten down the hatches and you know I, I remember years ago it was Y2K was the, obviously some of you are so young but there was this thing called the year 2000 that once happened and just before it people were so scared and it was all and I remember I remember a guy who came over and preached uh, and he's from America and he said you know back home he says people are just stacking up he says we're stacking up on our homes we, everybody's got beans and bibles and bullets <laughs> and that's kind of what they're what they're they're sitting on a pile of beans and bibles and bullets at the house and and um and it's like that that kind of fearful hold on you know what can i do to look after me but actually again give that up keep on giving that up and saying lord i don't know what to do but my eyes are on you and what are you doing that's the big question that's what i keep on getting with this is, is the, big, the big question for me is what's God doing you know people are tracking at the moment where is this virus going Which, where is it going to next and how many is it affecting next and that's the focus isn't it let's count how many are dying let's count how many are this well okay shift focus what's God doing where's God moving 
at the moment. And again, last year, end of the year, November time, he woke me up really clearly, just couldn't get to sleep. As he was shouting initially, see, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? See, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Now, I'm not saying that God sends disease and viruses. He hasn't got them in his shop. That isn't what he's got. I'm not a prophet of doom saying this is judgment that is coming and all this. What I'm talking though, I'm just saying that your focus matters. Your focus will determine your feeling. The feelings that you give to it will determine your meaning. What does this actually mean to me? And so you, you end up giving it a, a meaning and I switch on the news and I'm like, you're 10 minutes in, I'm like, it's the end. <laughs> you know? It's all it takes, 10 minutes. And then I'm thinking, yeah, but what if it's a, a beginning? What's it the beginning of? What's the new thing that God is doing? Maybe there's some things that do need to end. Maybe I don't know enough to know whether this particular part of it, that part of it is a blessing or a curse. I don't know. I know that God brings blessings. And with so many people, like, you know, when they start saying, well, people over 70 might end up having to be on their own with nobody to look after them and nobody to care for them. Is that an opportunity for people who say, we love because he first loved us I think it is for the church to actually for for me I'm speaking to me because to be honest with you I can be so self-centered I can be so into my own comfort so I'm not kind of being a preacher here I'm trying to be real and say maybe God has to bring me to a place of breaking my own desire for my own comfort and my own what I like to do and start saying well God what what are you doing and what do you want me to do because I I'm supposed to belong to you and serve you and there's all these people who are looking and needing somebody to love them and maybe they need somebody like me to go and bring that love that we sing about all the time so it's about what we focus on it's about what we what we the meaning that we give to it and then what we're going to do about it because we're living in unique times they're full of fear full of anxiety and there's a verse in the bible that I always think about when it comes to evangelism and it's because in the in the middle of it there's this word apologia which is what you get apologetics from which is the kind of posh way of saying when you're trying to convince somebody how to become a christian you know you and it can be like 10 reasons why the resurrection's true or whatever Apologetic. But actually, the word in context is from this verse that Peter says, be ready to give an answer to everyone who asks you for the reason for the hope you have within you. And the idea is that it's supposed to be this peculiar group of people who go around a hopeless world with hope. And that those people would stand out so much that people would be like what why how come how come oh answer Jesus that's the hope it's not I'm an optimist it's not oh I just think one day soon they'll find a cure it's not I'm sure that the 
British government strategy is clearer and better than some other country's strategy. Those are not my reasons for hope. Oh, well, what is it? Jesus. Jesus. Because no matter what happens, I'm going to live forever. And in the meantime, I'm going to get to fully live. Would you like some of that? I think that's what's going to come. Because people are going to want some of that. I think we could end up with cues. <laughs> you know, people actually saying, hey, actually that's more important than toilet roll. <laughs> you know? I, how do you get that? And we mustn't hoard that. To totally ruin the analogy. <laughs> so how do we do it? How do we? I mean, this is all very well and good, but then you kind of think the next question is, what's God doing? Because that will change our focus into the other question, which I know what we're all doing, because we're all doing it. Is like worry. How do we get rid of worry? How do we cope with worry? And again, your mental diet is very much linked to this word, as is mine. So what did I do this week? Among other things, reading my Bible and praying all that, I downloaded a book, an old book. Dale Carnegie wrote a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People, 1950s, something like that. It's a great book, it's a really good book. He also wrote a book called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, and it was for 99p on Kindle. And I was like, I'm having some of that. So I started to read this book. It's pages and pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of great stuff of how to stop worrying. Is that a helpful thing to read this week compared to the Daily Express? I think so. Well, anything's better than the Daily Express, to be honest with you. But he, he and, and I mean, even in the first chapter, no, second chapter, first chapter, he says this. He says, he says, he's not a Christian, I don't think, but he does come in with stuff. He said there was a great philosopher by the name of Jesus Christ, and when he, he went and and his advice about worry was this: sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In other words, what you're saying was one day at a time focus on one day at a time so the day to wonder about is what day today till when Betty bows yeah Betty bows sleepy bows yeah that's when you you got and then you go to sleep and you say Lord I'm trusting you and I'm going to go to sleep because you're in charge of the world and I'm going to trust you to be in charge of the world because it's too big for me and then when you wake up in the morning you say yes another one great made it I'm dead and alive I'm alive again I'm alive for Jesus I'm alive to God I get another day one more day and what he says is live each day he says in, in one day capsules don't worry about tomorrow because Jesus says don't worry about tomorrow yeah but what about if this happens I, I, well okay is it going to happen today if it's going to happen today we can, we can then consider what we're going to do today other than that we don't know so and, and I was, I've spoken in the week to Manchester Grammar School I went to speak at the, at the, to the boys at Manchester Grammar School which is a really good thing because I've always wanted to I, I wanted to go to Manchester Grammar School my whole life <laughs> <clears throat> I wanted to ring my mum 
<laughs> hey, mum, I'm at Manchester Grammar School. But, <laughs> but, but I spoke to them, and because young people, well, people, people who've all got worries, haven't they? And I spoke to them, and I said, you know what? And I, and I mentioned this verse about one day at a time. It's how we get through life, isn't it? It's how life comes to us. And so, and I said, you have these, there's two things that we, we get to focus on. I've mentioned this before, but there's, the, there's a circle. Ah. The circle of concern. This is all the things I could worry about. And then there's the circle of influence, which is things I can do something about. Now, if I was to focus, spend all my time focusing on the circle of concern, do you know what that does to the circle of influence? It shrinks it. I get paralyzed by fear. And there's even things that I could do that I don't do anymore because I just want to sit in front of the screen going, Whereas if I focus on the things that I can influence, which is like, I can ring somebody. Ask, ask how they are. I can Facebook message somebody and say, I'm praying for you. I got this verse from the Bible. I'm not, I don't know if you're a believer or not, but when I was thinking you came to mind, maybe this will encourage you. I mean, or I can go to my neighbour and stick a note through the door like lots of people are doing and basically saying I don't know if you're stuck in or whatever but here's my number if I can help in a world where believing our people are ripping people off doing those schemes already I can't believe that but there's people who are trying to find ways to get, make it even worse for people those are dark times and our job is to shine it's in those moments that the church has to be who we say we are who Jesus says we are which is the light of the world so I said God wanted to prepare us for this and 2 Chronicles 20 started the year of focus there's that verse in verse 9 that says if calamity comes upon us whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us that's just confidence in God confidence in God that's how we started the year with God reminding us that worry wins sorry no worry doesn't win come to this side over here disregard what he said worship wins over worry doesn't it when we get into worship when worry comes in thing is you can't think of two, two things at the same time you know, if I, I can try to think of an example. I won't be able to. Um, but you know, it's like, no, you can only focus on one thing. So if I say, if I say, don't think about the Statue of Liberty, hmm, you're thinking about Statue of Liberty. Some people aren't. However, if you are normal. <laughs> <laughs> you can only think about one thing at once yeah focus on something focus on nothing if I focus on the Lord if I focus on him in worship so again I can I can make the switch anytime and it isn't just about putting worship music on it's about letting the Holy Spirit do something inside of us and, we, and again God's been speaking to us we just had this series we are sent by Jesus is that a word for now when, when everything wants to say stay in self-isolate keep people apart actually to remember no 
whatever happens, we are sent by Jesus. And when we get there, who are we? We are loved by the Father. No matter what happens, we are loved. You are loved. You are his precious child. He's watching over you to do good. He's got plans and hopes for a bright future for you. That's who your God is. That's who he is. He's, you are loved by your Father. And today we were looking at, and we are to be filled with his Spirit. Full to the brim who needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit every one of us and the world needs us to be full of the Holy Spirit and you know you, you, and this is like every servant you see me up the front speaking you kind of think oh well he needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit I, I mean obviously you mean that in a nice way <laughs> but what I mean is you can kind of think well there's ordinary Christians and then there's people who preach and or do ministry stuff no it's just life the new life of Jesus requires us to be full of the Holy Spirit to be overflowing in whatever it is wherever we are wherever we are sent to bring that love of the Father we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit we are in serious times that require a seriousness in terms of prayer and intercession and faith and willingness to sacrifice and to be strong and courageous and I don't know about you but I can't do any of that except when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit and when I'm filled with the Holy Spirit I can do all things through him he strengthens me I can, I can see miracles happen that I just know would never happen without him but the only way that we get to know this is if we test it in some way how do you know we're filled with the Holy Spirit it's not about how you feel it's not about oh I really like that song oh. I, think I'm, I, think, I think I'm full I think I'm full yeah, yeah. alright sing it again and I'll be, I'll be sure that's not it that's not how you know you'll be full Acts chapter 3 Pentecost Holy Spirit's come fire on their heads people speaking in tongues so they're full aren't they we think they're full yeah well I think, I'm fair to say they're full bit later on it says in Acts chapter 3 Peter and John are walking along they're not they haven't got their heads on fire at this point because people would notice excuse me heads on fire yeah they're not speaking in tongues they're just walking along going to the temple yeah and they see a man in need and he looks at them and they look at him and he looks at them look at him and then I'll read it because it's good Acts chapter 3 we're nearly done Acts chapter 3 one day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer this was their practice our practices and our disciplines will be revealed in these days and a man lame from birth was being carried in people would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the gate beautiful so that he could ask for arms from those entering the temple this is a helpless man who needs help when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple he asked them for arms he asked them for help Peter looked intently at him as did John and said look at us and he fixed his attention on them expecting to receive something from them should the world expect to receive something from somebody who says that Jesus Christ is Lord that he's the sovereign Lord over the whole universe and that we've put our trust in him forever the world should look at us and expect to be able to see something different about us. But Peter said, 
I have no silver or gold. I haven't got those material things that you think right now you need most. But what I have, I give you. What have we got to give? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. They knew who was inside them. Years ago, I was in the police, um, Newton Heath Police Station, it's been knocked down now. There was um, a guy who came, was brought to the police station, and, and uh, I was in the back, and they came and they said, I was, the, the, the guy who was on the front desk knew I was a Christian, kind of liked to set the mickey a little bit. And so he said, oh, there's one for you now, one for you. He brought him out, and I said, okay, who is it? And I was like a community policeman at the time. And this guy came in, and he was hearing voices, and he kept, and apparently he was te- talking about Jesus and talking about Jesus, so they got me to come. So this is desperately tormented man who's hearing voices and talking about Jesus. So the guy on the front desk thought it'd be a good laugh to get me, the Christian, to come and talk to him. So we went and sat down in the room, and, uh, and I said, how can I help you? So he said, uh, he, he said well, uh, I need to tell you about Jesus. So I said, well, very happy to hear about Jesus tell me what, what, what do you want to tell me about Jesus and he went oh 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 he's talking he's talking he's talking so what's he saying he says he's telling me uh, that you're Jesus so I said right well in just tell that voice now to shut up that voice doesn't need to speak anymore just talk to me I'm not Jesus oh no oh no oh no he's talking again he's talking again what's he saying oh he's saying he's not saying that it's not saying that. It's not saying you're Jesus. It's saying you've got Jesus in you. And you're dangerous. And we've got to go. And he jumped up and he ran out of the police station. Now, I, I prayed for that man. I went out and tried to find him and I couldn't find him. But you know what? There's some guys in later on in Acts you read about called the sons of Siva. And they tried to do the Jesus stuff because they just knew the name of Jesus they knew something about the word but they didn't have the Holy Spirit of Jesus inside of them because, because the demons said well Jesus I know Paul I know but who are you we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit we need to be filled with the Spirit of Jesus so that every principality and power every disease everything that comes against us Everything that we're, every dark power that's coming against us in the nation in this land will know not that we are great but that he's great and that he's great in us so should we stand to our feet and ask to be filled with the spirit again the spirit of Jesus the sevenfold spirit band are going to come up and, and the Holy Spirit comes to those who are thirsty and say Lord I want you I want you so the world will see you in me and through me so condition number one die in the name of Jesus be crucified with Christ he died the Bible says so that those who live should no longer live for themselves Lord I'm sorry I so often just live for myself Lord you died so that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for those but for the one who, who loved them and died for them, Lord. You, you loved me enough to die for me. Lord, you love the world so much. Let, we don't doubt that you love this world. Every nation of this world and every people group upon this planet, Lord, because you came and you gave your only son so that whoever believes in you will not perish 
but we'll have everlasting life. Lord, you don't want us to perish. You want us to have everlasting life. People right now around the world are perishing. Lord, they're perishing of all kinds of things, including this. But Lord, the most important thing is that they're going through a life without you. And Lord, we thank you that you've shown us your love by dying on a cross. And I pray for anybody now who's listening or watching this on the screen. As I pray for myself, Lord, I say I give my life to you. I'm sorry for my sins and my selfishness. I'm sorry for trying to satisfy my own life or find my own answers. I'm sorry for chasing after things that never in the end make me happy anyway but putting my trust in them I'm sorry for living just for myself and so Lord because you love me enough to die my death a sinner's death on the cross because your blood was shed for me I ask Lord that you would wipe the slate clean and forgive me and give me that new life I want to die die to myself die to my own selfishness and sin in the name of Jesus so that I can be raised up as you were raised up on the third day Lord and that the power of the divine life would now come into me and change me and transform me and make me an agent of reconciliation in this world so that I would now be filled with your Holy Spirit that was poured out on the day of Pentecost so that people could be bold who'd previously been fearful so that people who'd run away in fear suddenly could stand and do miracles in the name of Jesus and Lord you said that there would come a day when we would even do greater things than you because you've gone to be with the Father Lord we, we pray for those greater things in our day for miraculous healings Lord we pray for resurrections to take place in the name of Jesus we pray Lord that there would come a time even again though as we're walking through the street shadows would fall and people would be healed Lord, we pray for a miraculous provision. Lord, that, that, that those who haven't got enough, we will just trust you and we'll see that you multiply it. And that, Lord, that, that just be astonishing, amazing things, Lord, that, that um, as you went around this world doing good and setting free those who were under the power of the enemy, Lord, we would do the same, that we would be those little Christ, that we would lay down our lives. Lord, that you would deliver us from the fear of death so that we could be the aroma of Christ among those who are saved and those who are perishing. Lord, we want that aroma of Jesus to go everywhere that we go this week, tonight. And Lord, help us to live this life out however long we get, one day at a time, trusting you. But today, you have preserved me up until this time by your grace and your favour. And Lord, you, I just trust that you're going to continue to do that until the time when you call me home which is better by far, or you return in your glory to just the living and the dead. I belong to you, I love you, I will serve you, and I thank you, Lord, for the grace that empowers me to be able to do so. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship him. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org/media.